The superpower that every citizen has is the ability to control where they spend their time, money, and attention. By focusing these on supporting local businesses, you are having a profound impact on your friends, your family, and your local community. So if you want to change the world, you can start with buying local. Welcome back, everyone, to Buying Local. I'm your host, Mike Nelson. Uh, this week, we are joined by Chris Lusinger from Nerd. Hopefully, I said that right, Chris. You did, yeah. Oh, okay, good. You're good. Uh, even though I practiced it five times before the That's episode. That's all right. I, and I told uh, you. I was staying right. <laughs> I was so worried. Uh, Chris is from Nourishing Minds, mm-hmm. which, if I'm saying this correctly, you're a tutoring service? Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about what Nourishing Minds does. We go into people's homes and we help kids that uh, are struggling academically. Uh, We also help kids who are ahead academically and everywhere in between. Sure. We cover everything from preschool all the way through college. Uh, Basically, if you know anyone or anybody's having some struggles with schoolwork, we're there to help. Yeah. You know, we've got, we don't have to uh, live by all the bureaucracy that schools do, (laughs) which is a big plus for us. We kind of, we'll run an assessment. We'll see exactly where the kids are, and we'll see what we need to do to help, whether that's going back a little bit to yeah. help fill in some gaps or whether it's pushing forward with something new. Pushing forward with something yeah. new. And and like you said, yeah, it's not just for kids that are struggling. Like sometimes you just have kids that really are trying to, you know, I don't want to say overachievers, but they're mm-hmm. just really concerned with doing well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. One of, yeah. One, one of my kids yeah. is like that. She, yeah, uh, absolutely. Even if she's got a 100 in her class, she's still going to the extra yeah. credit study <laughs> sessions and stuff. Yeah. So... Uh, now, where do you geographically, where do you operate out of? We operate in people's homes, okay. in public spaces, libraries, coffee shops, okay. wherever they want to meet. We usually leave that up to the customer. Uh, vast majority of the time, we go right to their homes. Okay. So it's convenient for them. Uh, we joke around all the time saying people can go work out, watch Netflix, hang out, right. you know, cook dinner, do whatever they want to do, read a book. Uh, but it's one more thing that they don't have to do. Sure. They don't have to come home from a busy day at work take their kids somewhere else, wait around for an hour, pick them up, take them home. Right. We just come right to them. And we go everywhere. We've been as far south as East Greenbush. Okay. Gilderland, Rotterdam, uh, through Albany, and then all the way up north to Lake George. Okay. Anywhere in between that. So that's a pretty good-sized yeah. footprint. Yeah. Now, I remember we we spoke, God, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. So, you, now, so you've been in business for how long? Uh, we are going on nine years. Nine yeah. years. Yeah. And did you tell me that specifically, like the pandemic really kind of was a big growth or just has it been slow and steady for nine it, years? It's been slow and steady for nine years. We, we've kind of taken our time on purpose, really. Yeah. We started with me, myself, and I. Yeah. And we did kindergarten through eighth grade. That, that's what I was qualified for. That's what I did in the classroom. Uh, focusing more on kind of like the upper end of that range. Yeah. Um, but I knew the curriculum and I was qualified through that. Uh, we didn't start out offering just everything. Uh, and then within about three years, we brought a couple of people on board to work with us, Very nice. uh, some tutors and staff. Uh, and then within about five years, we expanded to cover everything. Yeah. And now we do everything from we've got right now. Our youngest student is in preschool uh, and our oldest students in college okay. doing some finance work. Yeah. Uh, was it was it a struggle <laughs> to not try to be everything to everyone? It was. We, t- we turned down business at the start. Yeah. People would call and say, hey, can you do, you know, high school science? And I'd say, Sorry, I can't because right. I'm not qualified in it. And I didn't want to provide that level of service to people. I didn't want to just go and take their money yeah. without providing that value. Yeah. So now what we do is we've got a team of people that work for us. We work anywhere between about five tutors to about 25. 
depending on what the requests are, what, sure. what the needs are. Uh, we try and make sure that all of our staff are qualified and experts in what they do. They're not always qualified teachers, in turn, especially high school, yeah. when you start looking at some of the advanced sciences and math and things like that. Mm-hmm. So long as they're experts in that field, you know, almost all of them have got further degrees, master's degrees, PhDs. Mm-hmm. Um, elementary, middle school, they're all teachers. And we kind of pair people up based on what their need is. If you give me a call and you want a calculus teacher, I'm not going to send you a kindergarten teacher. Right. And vice versa. Totally different skill sets. So, yeah. What's... Um I'm curious, how, how did you come up with this idea? Like, how did this thing, <laughs> how was this born? You it's know? a good idea. It, it was born really out of fluke. So okay. a bit of my background, I spent 12 years in a classroom. Okay. The last five of which were kind of half administration, half class teaching. I would teach math and English in the morning, and in the afternoon I'd be out of class doing administration work, helping other teachers improve their craft, help them get better, pushing curriculum, improving curriculum, all that kind of stuff. Uh and that was actually in England. And then when my wife and I moved back to Saratoga Springs, I thought that I'd always just kind of zip back into the classroom, mm-hmm. spend a few years in the classroom, work my way back up to administration. Um, I, my credentials are all foreign. So I did my teaching uh, credentials certifications in New Zealand. And at the time when we moved back here, we thought we did our due diligence and we thought that, oh, yeah, when I called the education department in New York State, they said, go and you have to arrive, you write these three tests yeah. and you're good to go. You'll be qualified, we'll certify your credentials and, and it's good. We arrived in mid-June and I called them at the end of June and said, hey, I'm here. I spoke to whoever it was, you know, about three months ago and they said I needed to call and schedule these exams. And I could take them and sit them and you'd give me my certifications. And they said, oh, bad news. As of uh, May 31st, we're no longer qualifying foreign credentials. You've got to go and do, I had to go back and do more undergraduate work. Oh, wow. Uh, so I didn't really like that idea, uh, having degrees already and all that kind of stuff. I and just this didn't was realize. in New York State? It was New York State, that's, yeah. You know, that sounds crazy <laughs> that they didn't make it easy on you. Yeah. Wow, yeah. New York State. I mean, I'm certainly not unique. You know, you hear that type of story in all yeah. sorts of industries. Um, Especially in New York State. Yeah. I don't mean to be yeah. bagging on New York State, but <laughs> that's that seems right. to be a theme. Um, so we kind of, you know, after, after a bit of a tantrum and after having a bit of like, you know, oh, I don't know, i got to leave New York State. I'm going to go somewhere else where I can right. actually do what I love, love to do. Uh, we started looking around. And when I was younger, I did a bit of tutoring. I was overseas, did some tutoring there. It was always paid cash kind of under the table, and it was pretty yeah. decent money. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I can just do that until we figure out what we want to do and what the next steps are. Uh, and then when I kind of started crunching some of the numbers, I figured out that it was probably a bit too much money to keep from the IRS <laughs> if, oh, yeah. I, if, it, if it started to take off. Um, we started looking around the local area. There wasn't a lot of competition in Saratoga Springs. Yeah. So we we were fortunate. We had some money saved up. We, we were able to take a chance and we just kind of did it. We shoestringed everything at the start. I did our first website, which was, you'll look at it and tell me it's terrible. Not at all. Not <laughs> uh, at all. But as we started gaining some traction and getting some clients, we then reinvested most of the profits back into the business to yeah. get proper websites and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. largely over that nine years, we've grown through word of mouth. Very you nice. know, we haven't really spent very much money at all advertising. Yeah. We're, uh, we're in the process of trying to change a little bit of that yeah. uh, and perhaps drive a little bit more growth and see where our footprint can take us. And, yeah. and really, the ultimate goal of that, though, is to help more kids. As you mentioned, the pandemic, uh, and the pandemic definitely changed the trajectory of our business. Yeah. Uh, we got busier. Um, it's been slow growth up to that point, but that was kind of where the line went steeper. Yeah. Uh, more kids wanted help. More families wanted help, especially with schools being shut down and kids being at home. Uh, I think a lot of working parents found out 
the uh, <laughs> it's not as easy to educate your children as what some people maybe think it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm a teacher. My wife's a teacher. And we have a hard time educating our own children. You know, they just parent, kids don't see parents in that role. No, a lot of times there's stress, animosity. What's, what's tears, the old story you now? Like you could tell your your kid to do something a certain way like a yeah. hundred times, and they'll yeah. they'll never listen to you. But as soon as like their uncle yeah. or aunt or someone else tells First them, they're try. like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a great idea." And you're yeah, like, what? Yeah. So and that and we we kind of we hit the ground running with that. We had uh, we had some pods going throughout the capital region through the pandemic to help other kids and help more kids. Um, and we've just kind of always kind of rolled with the punches, really. Yeah. And just kind of adapted to whatever whatever we need to. Now, pods. You, you said pods. What, what's a pod? So a pod was during the pandemic, it was a group of parents who would hire a teacher to teach a group of kids outside school. Mm-hmm. So you'd maybe have – we capped ours at six students, uh, anywhere between – our smallest one was two, and then okay. our largest one was six. Uh, and it was just basically parents wanted a teacher to make sure their kids were – being educated, learning, uh, because there was a lot of uncertainty at that time. School districts were scrambling to try and figure out what they could do remotely. That you know, going into that academic year, there wasn't one hundred percent certainty that schools were going to remain open. Yeah, we thought maybe they'd shut down again, and and even with some maybe rolling closures, there were times where classes were shut down, and parents wanted to make sure that kids had that opportunity to be educated. So they would contract us out. I'd provide them a teacher and. We, we do kind of as much or as little as, as they wanted. And so do you see, obviously that was, you know, not everyone was able to grab mm-hmm. someone to help their kids, mm-hmm. right? To, to yeah. kind of stay, um, I don't even know what the word is, you know, kind of stay on top of their studies, so yeah. to speak. Because I, I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I keep hearing or reading about that, like, uh, on a as a national average, like, we're kind of behind we're because slipping. of yeah. uh, the <laughs> pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, have you seen any kind of increase in business because of that, where where kids maybe they didn't get the extra help during the pandemic, but now their parents are trying to get the, help them? Yeah, catch absolutely. Up? We we hear that, and and when you talk to the kids themselves, you know, kids are very honest. They'll, they'll yeah. talk to you. They'll tell you what's going on at school, and there there are whole topics that aren't taught now. You know, you, you talk about math, and I had a, a kid in sixth grade last year. The teacher just kind of skipped the circle unit, so <laughs> learning how to work out circumference, area circles, things like that. He didn't know. Wow. You know, due to constraints with things going on at school. Yeah. Reading, we've seen dips in that nationally. The reading averages are going down. Kids aren't reading as well as they were before. Yeah. Um, and, and a big part of it as well is it's the whole mental aspect, the whole mental piece. Kids seem to be struggling a little bit more that way, re, you know, going back into school. From a mental health standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're kind of, we kind of tell people, you know, we're, we're that safe person that comes and builds a rapport with your child. We can help them get through academics. But a lot of times what happens is we, we integrate right into the families. Yeah. And we get to know the families, the moms, the dads, the brothers, sisters, sometimes grandparents. We get to know them, you know, and, and we just kind of work alongside them, helping their kids get what they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, what other kind of trends do you think that you're seeing right now as far as learning? Like, is there a big shift? I, I feel like a lot. I shouldn't even say that because this is just. I'm making information up, but do, do you see a trend with homeschoolers at all, public schools? Like, are there any shifts that you're seeing we, in education? It's, so it's funny you said that. We are seeing more more requests on our side of things for parents who are homeschooling. Yeah. Parents who are, for whatever reason, you know, it's up to them. It works for some kids. It works mm-hmm. really well for some kids. It doesn't work for others. Um, we're seeing a bigger uptick with people trying to keep the kids at home, uh, whether it's, 
you know, they're upset with the school districts or New York State with what's sure. being pushed down, or whether they just I can't think imagine that... why anyone would be upset with New York State. <laughs> no, me neither. So crazy. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we're being asked to help that way, and legally as a business, I, I can kind of do about fifty percent of that. Yeah. So I can I could do about fifty percent of the educating uh, if I do with the homeschool with homeschooling kids. Yeah. Because yeah, what's the, I don't understand yeah. that. So is it like, it's like against the law to hire a teacher? Not, to teach not really. Kids? Like it's not really against the law, but for me as a as a for profit business, if yeah. I was to do more than that, I would open myself up to inspections from New York State, and I'd have to classify myself as a school. Interesting. So there's different licensing requirements. There's different things that go along with that. And at, at this place, so where we're at, we're just not really wanting to go down that route. Yeah. You know, it's not kind of what we do. We kind of try and help more kids. Yeah. Not necessarily taking over all their education, but just help fill in some of the gaps or push them forward where we need to. Um, but we are seeing more families looking at homeschooling. And I've worked quite closely with some families to help them do all the paperwork to submit to their school districts. Yeah, yeah. Help put together an educational plan. It, it's it's nothing too onerous. It's just sometimes people are looking for a bit of guidance. And, mm -hmm. and once the ball gets rolling, we take care of some of it and they take care of some of it. And it's just, again, it, there's little groups within the community that yeah. they can get together and do things. And, and it's, I think, easier than what a lot of people realize it is. It doesn't it work for you. Yeah. Is it right for your family? Yeah. You know? It's a, I, I know a few families, um, and that, that was one of the things that I, my understanding was that, like, they couldn't actually hire someone to come in and do the teaching that they have yeah. to be responsible you, for. You can it. no, yeah, you can you can hire someone to do some of the teaching. But like I said, it, it's some of it. It's some of it. It's yeah. just you 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 can't really hire me to come in and do one hundred percent of it. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. And that's I was like, well, you yeah. know, in my mind, I'm like, well, you guys should get like five or six families together yeah. and like just hire someone, you know, like yeah. and they're like, yeah, no, you can't do that in New yeah. York State. You yeah. do it in other states, but not yeah. New York State. Yeah, exactly. And what about do you guys? Are you using your website? You talked about your website earlier. Mm -hmm. as, as far as like a resource for, or is there like any kind of online stuff that you do with your so students? So we haven't, we haven't done that yet. So we haven't really zipped into the, the whole educational apps mm -hmm. or, you know, any of the, the learning that the way. virtual stuff. Yeah. Kids are bombarded with that stuff at school. Yeah, so what right. we usually do is support what they're doing at school in terms of the technology, the apps, the mm -hmm. online learning. Uh, one of the things that we hear quite regularly from parents is that they actually don't want another, another login another app it's yeah. they're bombarded with school there's there's not much continuity even within school districts it seems what teachers use there's there certain platforms that they use but then you can go two miles down the road to another district and it's a totally different platform yeah uh and with different age kids in different schools there's different platforms and, and parents are just bombarded with apps and passwords and yeah and they're, they're kind of over it that's one thing that i've noticed with pandemic and covid and online learning a lot of families are wanting to get back to where we were in terms of let's get my kids in person let's learn that way yeah maybe even um, use a textbook and yeah. staring at a screen yeah. like i definitely feel like there's a digital fatigue there there is a little happening. bit and i think it, it's actually changing kids brains there's research yeah. out there to say that the you know the flashing images how fast they're bombarded with different moving media and all that it's actually changing the chemical physical makeup of the brain that's crazy so that's what's leading to some of the the adhd and, it, and yeah. it's harder for kids to sit in a class like you and i did perhaps you know how many years ago that was where Crap, we just look man, at that. <laughs> I'll you know? tell you what, I struggled yeah. just even without yeah. all that stuff. I yeah. struggled sitting in a class. You know, sitting in a classroom looking a at a blackboard for an hour at a time. Kids yeah. just can't do it anymore. Yeah. They need to fidget. They need to move. Things need to change, you know. So it's, it's, it's definitely something that we're aware of with our lessons as well. We try and keep the lessons when we're working with kids mm -hmm. moving. We try to do multiple things within a session so they're not just sitting and, you know, looking blindly at the same thing for an hour. Now, I don't even know if uh, – 
I, I think they finally got away from Common Core math. I, it's There's the next generation learning standards, which is similar. Common Core is, that's not actually something I'd sit here and bash too much. I think Common Core is, I'm one of the few it was just confusing. It's, yeah, and that's just it. It's confusing to almost anyone that didn't grow up doing it. Right, right. And the way I've kind of tried to describe that to people is when, when you and I grew up, for example, just giving you an arbitrary example, we grew up learning one way to do something. Yeah. If we were adding, if we were subtracting, multiplying, dividing, whatever the case was, yeah. the teacher would teach us one way. Usually it was just rote memorization and do it. There wasn't a lot of description behind it, not yeah. any analysis, not remember why your times tables, remember yeah. it. Yeah. And Common Core kind of teaches multiple ways of doing things now. And I remember being in teacher's college and and being, like, literally petrified of, of teaching math. I went to teacher's college, like, mid-20s, scared of math. Yeah. Because I always had that mentality when I grew up that I stunk, I was no good, I sure. couldn't do it. And, and I was never very successful with it. And I had a, a college professor that spent a ridiculous amount of time kind of retraining my brain to think more mathematically. And I remember no fewer than probably six or seven times saying to her, why the hell didn't anybody teach me this like 20 years ago? Because yeah. it makes total sense to me. And she said, welcome to Common Core. She that's said, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're, so my... we're teaching multiple ways to do things. Yeah. And ultimately, the ways that we learned are still taught. But it's kind of like, here's a few other ways that you could do it. Now choose what works best for you. Well, you and know? so that was that's kind of my question, right, is... Um, and not necessarily to, to bash Common Core, because that's not my, my objective, but uh, really just kind of, you know, when it comes to all the different things that are in schools mm-hmm. now, how do you, as a business, or how do mm-hmm. your tutors, like, how do they stay up on all that stuff? So we usually, a lot of my staff are actually teachers in local school districts. Okay. And they kind of, you know, they moonlight for me, working a few hours a week here and there, whatever they want. Um, so most of them are up on it because they're in schools, they're in yeah. the trenches, they see it. Uh, but we work quite closely with the students, with the families and with the schools. So we'll contact the schools and we'll talk right with the teachers and we'll say, Hey, what are you doing? This is who we are. How can we help? And a lot of teachers in the local school districts are more than happy to send us that email, have that quick co- phone call with us and say, Hey, this is what we're working on. Can you try this? Oh, they struggled with this, this week in school. Can you help with this? So there's that collaboration between us and the schools as oh, that's well. Cool. Not just, Oh, Hey, yeah, we're, you know, we're this independent party that doesn't communicate with anybody right uh yeah we try and get as involved as possible you know the, the old adage it takes a village and that's kind of what we do yeah know? yeah that's interesting what uh how about any to kind of circle back a little bit to what we were talking about before with some of the where the numbers are going right now mm-hmm. nationally and mm-hmm. all that uh do you see any like any s- subjects specifically that people are mm-hmm. uh struggling with more or? i mean by far and away our biggest Two are probably math and English. You know, they're the, the what you'd call the core subjects in school. Why do you, why you, know? do you think it's math and English? And, and for the record, I sucked at math when I was growing up. Yeah, and I did so too. Like, and now I love it. I love teaching math. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy how life works out. You know? um, it, I don't know. The numbers confuse people. Sometimes things go fast in schools. Yeah. You know, they're moving from topic to topic to topic quite quickly. Uh, so if, if you take a little bit more time or you need more time or more practice to kind of solidify those concepts in your head, I think it sometimes snowballs and kids get further behind. And, you know, yeah. math kind of builds on itself. So you learn one thing to learn something else. That's how I felt something. when yeah. I was younger about math is I just I got confused yeah. at one point, maybe sixth yeah. grade and it just never <laughs> turned around. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned sixth grade because that's kind of like the age that most parents kind of hit the tap button. Yeah. And we that's, you know, we, we work with kids at all sorts of ages, but a lot of parents call and say, oh, hey. 
kids hit middle school, I have no idea what they're doing. I have no idea what they're talking about. I, I can't yeah. do that. And, you know, we need help. Well, and that's, it's also <laughs> like school really changes for kids once yeah. they hit sixth grade in most school systems anyway, because yeah. now you're switching classes, you know, you're a little now, bit more independent. Yeah. 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 And, and like you said, puberty moving starts quickly. kicking in for oh, most kids. That's a great time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That whole, I've got, I've got three teenagers right now. Mm. So. Well, I'll talk to you in a few years when I've got three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, if I figured yeah. anything out, yeah. no promises. Yeah. No promises. Um, so what about, now you're located in Saratoga though, right? Yeah, we're, we're located in Saratoga locally here. And like I said, most the bulk of our business is kind of between Malta and probably Wilton, Queensbury, Glens Falls, mm-hmm. area. Uh, but we, like I said, we go further north, further south. You know, we're, we're able to handle most, most requests now. So now, I mean, I should bring up the fact that you are obviously very much all about uh, serving others, mm-hmm. okay? Because <laughs> your, your business is a service-based business yeah, with helping people. Yeah. And then uh, when you're not helping kids learn better, yeah. you're also the, uh, what do you do with the fire department? The assistant chief. The, the assistant fire chief. Yeah. I was going to call you the chief. Yeah. And I was like, wait, he might be the assistant. I yeah. don't want to give him a yeah. promotion. First assistant yet. chief. <laughs> and I'm sure that keeps the you official pretty busy. Title. Yeah, it's like another full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> But again, another yeah. uh, industry. Helping people. Come. It's. Uh, I think back about even most of the jobs I've had, even the younger ones, it's kind yeah. of working with people, helping people. And I don't know. It's just what I like to do, I guess. It feels good. <laughs> I like to talk people. to people. It feels good. I like to be around people. I'm a pretty social guy. Yeah. Uh, I like to hang out and have fun when I can. And, you know, just, I don't know, just kind of fell into it really. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and you brought up your wife, and you guys moved yeah. from overseas uh, yeah. in England. And and what does your wife do now? My wife's a teacher as well. She's a teacher. Yeah. Okay. yeah, she teaches kids with special needs. Oh wow! Uh, down at Shenandoah, Octay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So we're uh, we're busy. Three kids, and <laughs> we're we're all just you know living our lives, all doing just our doing thing. the stuff and yeah. doing the things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Man. It's yeah. uh, thank God the nice weather's here, so we it can is yeah get outside and play yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so. I, Tell us, how, how can people find out about you or if they're they're thinking like, hey, you know, like I, I feel like I need this yeah. guy in my life. Uh, how do yeah. they get a hold of uh, Nourishing Minds? They can check us out our website, www.nourishingmindstutoring.com, Facebook, Instagram. We're, we're starting to have a little bit more of an active uh, footprint, I guess, on that. On the social. Um, yeah, so people can do that. Uh, bulk of our business are referrals. You know, yeah. you start asking around. I bet you some of your friends have used us before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a small um, community. Yeah, we do offer referral programs as well, cool. you know, discounts and stuff for referring. Um, but yeah, uh, phone number 518-415-2423. People can get that. They can get me directly with that number. Awesome. Uh, and I can have, you know, there's no commitments, no anything. Just have a conversation, see if we can help. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah. We well, appreciate it. Appreciate what you do for the kids yeah. and the community. And no obviously appreciate uh, what you yeah. do as the assistant fire chief as yeah. well. Thank you very much for having Absolutely. me. Yeah. And thanks, everybody, for listening. You can check us out at on saratogabusinessreport.com. That's saratogabusinessreport.com. And I believe we're on all the social media channels as well, the Facebook, the Instagram, mm-hmm. the LinkedIn, maybe somewhere else. I don't even <laughs> There's know too anymore. many. There's too many. That's right. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. The superpower that every citizen has is the ability to control where they spend their time, money, and attention. By focusing these on supporting local businesses, you are having a profound impact on your friends, your family, and your local community. So if you want to change the world, you can start with buying local.